Um, I had just become a millionaire and I was not happy. And I was not happy. I had three kids and I was married and I was like, okay, like I'm supposed to be happy now. And I still feel this need to prove I still don't feel good enough. What is wrong? So I hired a business coach and I did a lot of inner work and found out that there was just like this little girl inside of Kayla that needed to be hugged and needed to be recognized and like needed to know that she was loved without even doing all of that stuff. She didn't have to do anything to be loved. She gets to be loved because she's her. And yeah, so then I decided to start Mommy Millionaire because I was like, uh, everybody needs to know this stuff that I just learned. <laughs> and um, I'm just on a mission now to help more women um, you know, feel better about themselves because I think there's so many women that are adults in their 40s, 50s, 60s that still have that little girl inside of them screaming um, you know, and they, the adults just keep pushing her down, down, down and we got to let her out. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's why I am who I am. I just, I mean, in a little nutshell, right? Right. Um, I love my mom so much because the one thing she taught me, um, growing up, no matter what was going on in our lives, you know, I'm, she lost our home when we were eight. Um, you know, there was like just things that happened. And she always said like, whatever you say out loud will become true in your life. So just, you know, watch what you say. And that really stuck with me. So I would say out loud things that I didn't necessarily believe to be true, but I would say them out loud anyway. Um, like, you know, I would say I'm the most beautiful girl in this room. I mean, my girlfriends can tell you like in junior high, I would walk around saying that, like what, who says that? Uh, you know, I would say things like that. And as soon as I found out about network marketing, you know, I was like, I'm a millionaire, like I'm a millionaire now. And then three years later I became one. So I, that was one thing that she taught me and stuck with me. And that's something I teach women today because your words frame your world, you know? I love that. Your words frame your world. My mom taught me the same thing and it, it's oh, so that. true. It's so special. Like you said, as little girls, if if you have a little girl, say that to her every single day. Oh, it really yes. does. Yes. And your belief system, Kayla, is it's just so solid though. It's it's beyond people have strong belief systems. I feel I do, but yours is just seems like it's unbreakable. Do you find yourself at times though struggling in how do you get past those moments? Because I look at you as this rock of a woman, this businesswoman, career woman, mompreneur, boss babe, all these things. But I know you have your days, just like all of us have our days. And what do you do when your belief system is a little shaky? How do you, what, what tips do you give women to just help themselves in that area? You know what I find is that when my belief system is shaky, it's when I'm not in alignment. So it's when I'm doing something that I don't need to be doing or I'm overworking um, or, you know, something like that, like and something isn't right in my life and then everything starts to crumble. And so always do like a, a checklist, like go and reflect and say, what have I been doing the last seven days? What have I been consuming? You know, who have I been hanging out with? And you'll see that everything is connected. Even though you don't want it to be connected, everything is connected. And so then you just say, okay, here's the problem. I found the problem. I found the culprit and I'm going to take that out of my life, you know? And for a lot of women, I mean, I, I can't even believe this, but people are addicted to these, like, I'm, I've been on a rampage the last seven days about um, murder, like the murder podcast 
because I can't believe so many women listen to these things and put this crap in their ears. And then they wonder why they're scared to start a business. I mean, you're inflicting fear in your life every single day. It's crazy to me. So, um, you got to watch what you're consuming, right? And so find the culprit, take it out of your life. Um, and if it's something that you can't take out of your life, maybe it's your husband or it's, you know, something like that, where you just can't necessarily get away from it. That's when you need to spend more time alone with yourself. And so you have to carve out time to spend time with your thoughts and say, am I thinking the things that are serving me? Right. Am I thinking the things that are serving me? And, you know, for a long time, I, I didn't, I was not shaky at all in my business beliefs. Like that's one thing that I'm like, I already know I'm going to be a billionaire one day. Like you can't tell me otherwise. I think you're crazy. Uh, but you know, my personal life that that's where things like my beliefs get a little shaky. I'm like, gosh, you know, can I be successful and have a good marriage? Okay. Can I really do this for my mom? Like I, I start to question those types of things and I go back and I'm like, okay, is this belief serving me? Like, is this a good question to ask? And so I spend a lot of time, you know, like journaling and talking to myself and not judging the thoughts that are coming up right away because a thought is just a thought, you know, that's not going to manifest. But if you give feeling to the thoughts, that's when you manifest it in your life. And so I always just like look at my thoughts kind of like an outsider and I'm like, okay, like, what do we think about this? Why is this coming up for me? You know, why, why is it getting shaky here? What do I need to believe to take this, you know, non-serving belief away? And, you know, I mean, people don't want to do stuff like that. They want to suppress that. They want to act like it's not there and acting like the fear, acting like the anger, um, is not there is not serving you. You got to face it and you will rise. I love it because having those tough conversations with yourself is everything and people do not want to have them. And I love to blame other people. Yes. And it's never other people. It's always you. It is. And when you really, like you said, sitting alone with yourself and putting the actual work in over the last seven days to figure out what's not working here, have the tough conversation. Oh, well, here, I screwed up here. People just don't do that. And they keep going and wonder why they're in the same place. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's 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 the key right there is having those conversations. But you are also a whatever it takes kind of girl. And I love how, you know, like you said, I'm going to be a millionaire no matter what, no matter what it takes. And billionaire, billionaire, oh, billionaire, you are going to be a billionaire. <laughs> so exciting. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, having that mentality is um, people want it. They want to do whatever it takes, but it's hard for them to do that. And so what are some steps? Well, that's, that's, that's the story that they're adopting, right? If, um, if you want to say it's going to be hard, then it's going to be hard. But, you know, the question that I'm asking myself is how much fun am I going to have making a billion dollars? Like, how much fun can I have? And like, you know what I mean? Like, change the questions and you start to get different answers in your life. Right. And that's the biggest thing is people are, people are, they're stuck to their stories. And if you're hanging out with people that are stuck in stories that are not serving, I mean, I cannot stress this enough, but if you're, if you're struggling with limiting beliefs, you keep hanging out with people that struggle with the same beliefs and you guys just circle down a freaking rabbit hole, you're going to stay there. You're going to stay there. And so you've got to hang out with people that are like, oh yeah, done. Like, I mean, literally every single one of my friends think they're going to be a billionaire too. Like, 
and they're not delusional, they probably will be, right? And I mean, those are just the people I hang out with. And I actually moved to Orange County. We were just talking about this before the podcast happened, but I moved here because I wanted to be around different people. And I mean, I picked up my family and we left our families to come here because I was like, we're going to, we're like big fish in a small pond. And I, and nothing wrong with Bakersfield. I love that town so, so much, but I needed to be around people that were thinking way bigger, that were like figuring out ways to buy a $25 million home, you know, like my girlfriend just did. And I wanted to be around that. And so, and I wanted my kids to be exposed to that more importantly. And so that's what we did. And now, I mean, it's just, it's normal thinking here. I mean, you know, and it rubs off on you. It rubs off on you. Definitely. Yes, it definitely rubs off. I mean, you are, you know, that book, The One Thing, you are the um, five people you hang around most, right? And that's exactly what you're saying. So when people feel stuck, you just tell, you know, if you have a client, Kayla, I'm, I'm stuck, I'm doing the same thing over and over, no one's really moving ahead. I mean, what's your advice to your clients? How do they take that first step? Yeah. So, well, I always, it always goes back to reflection. What have you been doing? Okay. So, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So what is one thing you can change up in your daily routine to start getting a different result? So if you always go and work out at the gym that costs, you know, $30 a month. So it's people that spend $30 a month to go to the gym. Is that serving you? Are you meeting anybody there that is going to help you up level? Or should you invest the $200 to go to the other gym down the street that's luxury, it's a little more expensive, but you're going to be around people that are willing to invest that much into their health. They think, they probably think a little bit differently. They probably have a business that can afford, you know, that extra a month and you might, it might be a stretch for you right now and that's okay, but you have to stretch yourself and get yourself in those rooms to be around different people. I mean, that's one little tiny example of just a something tiny you can do to get around different people. And you'll see the conversations are different and there's nothing wrong with people. You know, I, I, I really want to stress that there's nothing wrong with people that are at the $30 a month, but they're, they're thinking differently. And if you want to up level, that's just you getting closer to your inner being. And those other people have not been called yet, you know, and that's okay. So there's nothing wrong with them, but if you're being called, you have to follow it or else you're going to start getting depressed and it's not good. You got to follow your calling. I love it. I love it. Exactly. So that's it guys. Just. Do what it takes to get to that next level, right? That's it. That's the bottom line. No more yeah, excuses. I mean, well, I think you it's, can't make excuses. Yeah, I think it's just you got to be resourceful, right? Like, right. We, I think we, um, you know, there's a lot of mammals on the planet, and humans are the most resourceful mammals on the planet. Uh, we're the ones that have taken over, uh, you know, the land, not animals, because we are resourceful. And so you have to think about that. We're not the most dangerous, right? Because we can't like you know, eat lions or eat other people. Well, whatever. (laughs) This is a bad example, but, uh, you know, leave it to me to come up with a bad example, but visualization, but anyway, uh, you know what I mean? Like humans, like we always, we have our brains to think of creative ways to get something different out of our lives. And so the only way we can tap into that resourcefulness is to ask ourselves a better question. And so many of us are asking really bad questions because most of the questions start with how, right? How do I, how do I, I just don't know how, I don't know how and everybody gets stuck in the how. So instead of asking, I, I'm, I always tell my clients, don't ask how, how is not allowed here. You have, it has to start with what, when, why, and who, then you'll start getting better. You'll start getting better answers. 
I love it. I'm taking notes. See, and you guys, I told you before we started this show, you're going to want to get out there and do something different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. You know, you, I, I'm glad that you're taking notes because you're so coachable and that's why you're here on, you know, starting your own podcast today. Yes. That's yes. Talking, you know? I love it. No, thank you. And so let's go into the next, because I want everyone to know that you did publish a book and it's called The Habit of Leading Yourself, which is yes. a one-year guide. I love it. It's just everything that you do. I mean, a one-year guide to becoming unstoppable. So yeah, buy one for you and for 10 of your friends, everybody listening in right now. Everybody's <laughs> on it. We're on it. But tell us how you came up with this book. Like what is, tell us a little bit about the book and why you came up with it and what, you know, the goal is of the book. Okay. So I knew I was making a transition in my career where I was going to be focusing heavily on mommy millionaire. And, uh, you know, my former background before that was, um, network marketing. And so, you know, I have a team of about 75,000 people and I knew that like the company wasn't going to be happy that I was like focusing on something different and all these things. I felt bad leaving my team to focus on my dreams, but like I kept trying to do both. And I found myself just, it was really hard because my heart wasn't in it. And, I needed to make a break. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to write this book. So that way, a little piece of Kayla, like the thing that I brought to the team, you know, which was raising up leaders, you know, in my organization, I haven't touched it for a long time. I'm still the number 42 income earner in the company. And that's a big deal. It means that I have leaders on my team. It's actually nothing to do with me. It means that I have awesome people that I raised up. And so I was like, I know that that's my gift. So I'm like, I've done so much work. I'm a, you know, John Maxwell leadership coach. I've, you know, NLP master practitioner. I've done all these things. How can I fit it in one easy to read somebody that's brand new to personal development? If they read this, I know that they could become a leader themselves one day. And I was like, that's why. So that's why I wrote it. It was with my team in mind. And then I was like, every single person needs this book in their life because it's so digestible. Like if you're new to personal development or like if you've read other books and you're like, this is just way over my head, it's too woo-woo. The habit of leading yourself is like the perfect entryway. I mean, it's so amazing. Every week I give you a new habit to work on. And it's just, I mean, if you have the book, Kelly, I mean, it's just so small, you know, uh, and it's not overwhelming. So that's why I did it because I know if you were to follow every single thing, your life will be completely different in a year. And that's how you get that unstoppable. That's, you know, you said something interesting about me. You said, you seem so unstoppable. And it's just because I have really good habits that I'm unstoppable. It has nothing to do. I'm not a superhero, right? I just have really good habits. And I was like, I have to teach that to the world. You have to lead yourself if you want to lead other people. Yes. Exactly. And yes, and I, I, everybody needs to go out and get this book today. Right. <laughs> so we're all going to be unstop unstoppable. And I love well, it. You know, I am. Um, so the funny thing is why I'm like pushing it is because I'm in the process of writing my second book. Huh? It's already pre pretty much written. And now I'm trying to get a book deal. And they're like, well, you didn't sell enough books. And I was like, well, I didn't really like go into it, you know, trying to sell it. And they're like, well, what the heck, why would you not sell it? You know, and I'm like, uh, they're like, you need to sell 5,000 more copies. I was like, on it. Okay, we're going to make this happen. So, you will make it happen. <laughs> get oh, ready. Yeah, totally. Yes. Totally. I can't I wait. No. But everybody listening in, if you ever want to publish a book, don't just like put it out there and see what happens. Like have a plan. Okay. Right. Have a plan. <laughs> exactly. So you also, so congratulations, by the way, on your second book. That's exciting. But you, you also have developed 
such a, a strong wealth mindset. And I know from your background, as you told us all, that you didn't grow up with a lot. And I know that, you know, you have the whatever it takes kind of mentality as you evolved, but having a wealth mindset is different as well. So how did you, you know, where did that come from? <laughs> okay, so this came from my first year in business. Like I told you, I was an ER nurse, but when I was an ER nurse, I was already making about a hundred grand a year. Um, and my husband was making a six figure salary as well. So when I was 23, we were, we were pretty well off, you know, I thought it was like living life large. So then when I started my like little side hustle selling health and wellness supplements, I made another hundred grand, um, my first year in business. So, you know, for me, that was like 200 grand a year. Well, how we got paid was on a card and it never went into my bank account. And so long story short, it comes to the time where we need to pay taxes and I was like, what? I have to pay taxes on this hundred grand, on this extra hundred grand that I made. And I'm like, I don't have any left. I've, I've spent it, you know? And uh, Chase was my husband. He was like, are you freaking kidding me? You made a hundred grand. Are you, are you freaking kidding me? We have to pay like, you know, like 10 grand on this. I was like, oh my gosh, Chase. Anyways, luckily I was making more money at that point. And so we just paid for it. But uh, <laughs> it's like a story I look back on and I'm like, I was so naive, but it was in the best way. Um, I, I just modeled what I saw my mom do. My mom made money. She spent it. My mom made money. She spent it because you know, she didn't have a lot of it. And so I just thought it was so fun. I would take everybody out to eat and I'd pay for everybody, you know, like anybody around me. I'm like, Oh, you don't, I'm, let me, let me pay for this. Like I was just like over, I, I don't even like to call it overly generous. I, well, it was, it was like, I did it because I felt bad, you know, for those people. And I was actually enabling bad behavior for them to not learn and step up and learn how to make money. Right. So I had to change that about my myself. But that's, that's how far I've come you guys. Okay. Like that in one year, how do you waste a hundred thousand dollars? Like literally I still to this day, I'm like, I don't know what I spent it on. I didn't even know how to look at like my bank account. It was, it was bad. And so I was like making more money and I'm like, okay, I don't want to be in this predicament again. I have to learn what money is. And, you know, because I grew up with like I just thought money was the root of all evil. I thought money was a taboo subject that you didn't talk about. I, I just wanted nothing to do with it. And the more books I read, the more I realized that money is, is just an energetic relationship. And because I wasn't paying attention to my money, I was just acting like I was just spending it, being very careless with it, having no you know real intention behind it. Of course, it wasn't staying with me. Why would money want to stay with me if I was treating it like that? I was in a bad relationship with money. Like anybody else that's a friend in my life, like you're going to nurture it. You're going to talk to it. You're going to take care of it. Like, hello, that's exactly how I had to start being with money. And, you know, I just really want to stress to everybody listening in right now, no matter how much money you're making, even a hundred grand might be, you know, over your head right now. But no matter how much money you're making, you got to start talking to it like you love it and being so grateful and so thankful for it. And I, what I realized is that money is not the root of all evil. Money is the root of all abundance. And um, what happens is, is <laughs> money makes you more of what you already are. And so I saw some people around me that were making money that were not nice people. Well, they just became I mean, even more not nice, like because they become pompous and just, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know 
arrogant people. And me, I was just already a generous person. I wanted to, I was a nurturer. I wanted to take care of people. That's all that it was doing was making me more generous. And so I'm like, why would I not want that? Right now I need to have an intention behind that generosity instead of just doing it. But, uh, you know, I just, it, it makes you more of what you are. So don't be scared of it. You got to figure out what all your beliefs are around money, and then you have to reframe it. And when I looked at my life, I said, okay, in 30 years, what do I want my like financial life to look like? And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I have all these babies right now. They're probably going to be married in 30 years and have kids. I want to freaking be so rich where I can like travel all over the world with my family and take every single one of them on first class flights. And we just travel the world together and we want to have so much fun together. I don't want Chase to have to work. I don't want to be working at that point. I just want to have so much money that we can travel and be together as a family. So that was my goal. Right. And, and I, and I'm thinking 30 years out because like, you got to think that far out, right? You got to think about the long-term game when you're creating wealth for yourself. Like, what do you really want? And I know like in 20 years, I'm not going to be working. Okay. Uh, this was almost 10 years ago now. So, um, anyway, oh, run your way. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like you got to figure out what it is that you truly want and go big, go big. Don't just like, you know, go, Oh, I mean, I would settle for, you know, a vacation a year. It's like, why, if you have 30 years to create this life, why don't you go so big? And, you know, also at the top of that paper was, I'm also going to be, have a net worth of a billion dollars. I will have that. So I don't know why I just pulled it out of the hat and I'm like, I'm going to be a billionaire. And so everything I do now has that in mind, right? So like now when I make a decision, when, when I'm investing in anything, I'm like, okay, is this helping me get to where I want to go eventually? Or is this keeping me from that? And everything makes, I mean, everything's a hard yes or a hard no, because I know where I'm going, right? So um, every investment I make, I'm like, okay, is this helping me or is this hurting me? Is this tying up my cash flow? Like, is this a good thing for us long-term? Uh, and you know, I've made a lot of bad investments, but we've also made really great investments too. And I think it's just something where I'm constantly talking to my money. I truly believe that I, I love it. There's so much of it. I know that if, you know, a bad investment, I don't even like to call it a bad investment, but if it's one where it didn't go my way, I already know that that money's on its way back to me, you know, and that's truly what I believe in some way, shape or form. It's already making its way back to me because my job is to circulate good energy in this world and exchange my gifts for it. And so that's all I'm doing. And, uh, I think the more people that catch on to that, the more financial freedom, uh, will be felt in the world. I love it. Is that why you created the millionaire society? Oh. Yes. Tell us about that because it seems like, you know, that all leads into what the society is. What is that? So the society is a $67 a month membership, which is like nothing. I mean, my one-on-one client paid me 50,000 for six months to work with me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to, I think about myself, you know, at 23 years old, like I, I would not pay somebody $50,000 for, to work. Like I just, that was so over my head. Like what, why would you invest in yourself? But $67 a month, like that's more doable. If you're going to teach me all of the secrets about how to be a millionaire. Okay. So that's why I came up with that in this uh, society. It's so much about changing your mindset 
Um, every single money, money, every single Monday, we do money Monday. So we talk about your money mindset and really set you up to be the highest version of yourself. I do live coaching in there. So I help you, um, look at your life in a different perspective and give you a lot of strategies on how to build your business. Um, and then there's a lot of just business, business questions being asked and I answer them. And then I do a lot of different trainings on networking sales, uh, and social media inside of the group. So so there's a lot of amazing things that happen in that thing. And I just want everybody to experience. I mean, I truly believe like you, every single person on this planet can make a million dollars. Like every single person could, it's not, it's not hard. It's so easy. It's just, you have to adopt it. You have to see it first. And that's the problem is people go, well, a million dollars seems so far away. Cause I'm only making $40,000. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. But if you are going to set realistic goals for yourself, so you could say, oh, I'm going to make $100,000 this year, you know, that might make your ego feel good the first year, but you're going to underestimate what you can accomplish in one year. And so, you know, go big, go big or go home. Being realistic hasn't helped you up until this point. Time is an illusion. So if you want to be a millionaire, you've got to start acting like a millionaire right now. I mean, you know, you have to start saying those things that a millionaire would say. And I learned that from T. Harv Ecker, his book, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. And he, he would say, tap your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. I thought, oh my God, this guy's so weird. I'm just going to do it anyway. <laughs> and before you know it, you know, two years later, I'm a millionaire. So uh, it does work, even though it seems super woo-woo. But the thing is, is you, you have to step in to that version of yourself now in order to ven- eventually have it. Yes. And you have to decide, like you, you've decided that you want success. I'm making a decision, you know, that I want success in just whatever it takes and go all in. I love it. I mean, that, I think that's the key is deciding, right? I, absolutely. I mean, so many people are, oh, I don't really know if I want this. I, you know, right. I don't really know. And, you know, and then it's like declaring it to the world too. Just recently, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, a couple months ago, I uh, had this opportunity to be on a TV show And in my mind, I was kind of like, well, you know, I don't know, whatever happens will happen. But I had a lot of like these types of like fears in the background. I'm like, oh, you know, like, I don't know if it'd really be good for my kids to be on TV this young. Like I just had all these like questioning things and I didn't make a decision. And then I found out I didn't get casted. And I'm like, well, it makes sense because I never made the decision that I wanted it. Right. Because I was sending conflicting signals to the universe. No wonder I didn't get it but you're okay with that. Oh yeah, totally. I'm totally, everything's always happening for my highest good. Yes. Everything is. So, and so sometimes when you feel like you're in the indecision, maybe it's not the right route for you to go, you know? Yes. And I love though, I know you're very faithful and I just want to ask you, how does your faith play a role in everything you believe about yourself, casting your visions? I just wanted to touch on that for a minute. Oh man. I mean, it plays everything to me because, so I grew up in a, in a, um, a big, huge mega church and which church it's, well, it's called an assemblies of God. It's, it's like a, Oh, me too. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I know. (laughs) Um, so it was, it was money wasn't bad, but you were taught to give it away. Right. So it was like 
you had to give, give, give. And so of course, when I got older and I got money, of course I was giving, 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 giving. That's what you did. Right. Um, but also the thing that came with that was like, I found I was just kind of regurgitating information I had heard in church, like, you know, dancing makes babies and sex is bad. And also, um, you, you know, money is the root of all evil. I kept coming back to that. And so then I started to do some research in the actual Bible. And I was like, wait, money isn't bad. Money isn't bad. Money is bad when you make it your idol. And people that are poor even make money their idol, right? Even, even sometimes more than people that are rich, because if it's an obsession that you're constantly trying to control and you're obsessed with it, that's all you can think about. I don't have enough money. You're making it an idol. And so I started to think about this fact that like God wants me to live a prosperous and abundant life because I'm, when I'm living a prosperous and abundant life, I'm now able to do his work for his glory. And when I'm stressed about not being able to make a payment on a bill or, you know, like, what am I going to do to pay these, these kids, private schools, whatever, I'm not thinking about him, right? I need to just leave it up to him. If he's called me, if, for a fact to do X, Y, and Z, he will provide. And if I start to question him, then maybe that's my lack of faith, you know? So it's always going to, I got to have faith. I know God doesn't want me to suffer. I truly don't believe God wants me to suffer um, and live this. Like people think that, well, you got to suffer because it brings you closer to God. I don't, I I don't think that. I mean, there's already enough suffering and I don't want to suffer, right? (laughs) I mean, just think about what just happened in the world losing Kobe Bryant. I mean, the world's in an uproar war over it. Um, It's horrific, but there's enough suffering. I can release my need to suffer to get close to God and know that I can be close to God now and live an abundant and prosperous life. Oh, I love it so much because I'm super faithful as well. And yep, I let God just lead the way. It's his path, right? It's his path, not ours. And you're following it. So you will be blessed. And so you also have said how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. And I think my listeners know, but just explain that to us. Oh, um, well, <laughs> I love this quote. It's I love it too. I do. Um, how you do anything is how you do everything. I think what this means, I used to say this a lot in the beginning of my career because I'm like, you got to go all in, right? So if you're like half budding, I'll say half budding anything in your life right now. I mean, no wonder you're getting these like results that you don't really want because you're not going all in and saying, I'm going to be the best at this. Um, I just did a show a couple of weeks ago on my podcast called you're better than that. And it was because, and it comes actually directly from a chapter in my book called you're better than that, because the way that you're showing up right now in your life is probably not to not your best version. It's probably not your best version. And how you do anything is how you do everything. So how do you show up on your morning conference call? If that's what you're doing, how do you show up at the coffee shop and talk to the barista? You know, are you like, Oh my God, hi, like ignoring that person. I would find that you're probably not getting the best results in your life. Like how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're focusing on being completely intentional around everything that you do, you're probably going to get very good results in your life because you're, you have an intention set behind it. Okay. I'm going to walk into this coffee shop right now and I'm going to be so nice to this barista. I'm going to smile 
smile at her and compliment her and hopefully just give her good vibes for the day. And then when I get on the sales call right now, I'm going to listen. I'm going to be so intentional with actively listening. And this person's going to feel so loved. They're going to make a great decision. They're going to want to work with me, right? Like I, you got to have that intention behind everything you do. And most people are just like, well, we'll see what happens. And if you're, if you have that mentality of, well, we'll see what happens, then guess what? You get everybody's leftovers in life. It's just true. It is. It's a hundred percent true. If you half-ass things, then you get half-ass back, right? Oh yeah. I didn't know if I could say that on the, on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'll have to make that one um, not clean. <laughs> no, but it is. It's so true because, you know, you look around at people and you see how they do things and then you wonder why they're in the place they are. So it makes sense. And I love yeah. that quote. So I do. So thanks. And also, you know, environment is everything too. And you touched upon that, you know, who you're spending your time with, who's leveling you up, right? Is that what you mean when you say environment is everything? Absolutely. I mean, and the fact that why I moved, you know, right? Like I wanted to, to, to be in a place that was beautiful, that was inspiring to live in. You know, I lived in Bakersfield where there was a ton of cows and oil fields. Like it was not inspiring to look outside my door. And here, you know, I look out my window and I see the ocean and it makes me happy. I mean, the water reminds me of abundance every single day. Like if I ever think there's not enough money for me to be a billionaire, I just look at the ocean. I'm like, oh yeah, there, there's plenty. There's plenty and it's coming its way to me right now. So I'm welcoming it in. Hi. Uh, you know, I need physical yes. reminders like that. And I mean, every, like the palm trees, just everything about it. It's just like, it's beautiful. It's breathtaking every single day to see God's miracle in nature. And so, I mean, you got to live in a place that inspires you. Yes. Yes. I agree. And so that's why I need to move soon. <laughs> Get over on the West coast. I know people keep moving out of California. I'm like, bye, more, more room for us, less traffic. They don't want to pay taxes. I'm like, I will pay. I, I don't care. I, I will pay all day long to live here. Yes. You're not leaving anytime yeah. soon. So Kayla, I mean, I love everything we touched upon and talked about and you have so much going on. And now that you told us about your second book, what else is, what do you climb? My show is addicted to the climb and you are definitely the epitome of addiction to the climb. Oh. What are you climbing towards next? What's, what's next besides your second book? Yeah. So there's a lot of things in the works right now. One thing that I'm really excited about is, I mean, I don't even like to say a lot of things in the works. There's a lot of things happening in my um, personal life um, that are in the works, like for my personal brand. Um, but one thing business-wise that we're focused on a Mommy Millionaire is uh, I started a Mommy Millionaire Academy that certifies people to be a mommy millionaire lifestyle strategist. And what this means is that like, you know, we're not life coaches, we're lifestyle strategists. So we help you strategize your best life. And you come to us and you either want a career change, or maybe you want to live a healthier life or whatever it is, but we're going to strategize with you on how to do that and keep you accountable at the same time. So it's a lot of amazing, amazingness that I'm teaching the lifestyle strategists. And then they will get clients from us. Cause I had a lot of people, you know, wanting to work with me and, uh, most people just straight up, just, they can't afford it. They don't even have a credit card that could pay $50,000. So I was like, what do I do? How do I keep spreading the love? And I was sending them to other life coaches and all this stuff. And then they would keep coming back to me and say, Kayla, I want to work with you. 
And I'm like, well, like I can't, like, I just can't take on any more clients. I can't do this. I have to teach my method to other people. And so the mommy millionaire method um, is being taught inside of the academy. And now I'm going to be able to give, you know, people that have my method, these clients that want to work with me. Um, but it's kind of going to be like working with me because they're going, they've been training with me um, for they'll at the end, it'll be 12 weeks and they do a three-day workshop. Um, we have our first cohort right now that's going to graduate in four weeks. I'm so excited. And um, so we're going to do that. By the end of the year, I want 140 lifestyle strategists under the Mommy Millionaire umbrella. So that's something that we're actively working on recruiting for. So if any of you guys are listening in right now and you're like, I love helping people. I want to get paid to help people, you know, look into the Mommy Millionaire Academy because I mean, it's, it's, perfect for people like that. So, um, I'm really, really excited about that because I'm just all about leaving a legacy mm -hmm. and I'm like, we got to make 1 million women into millionaires and I can't do that alone. I need help, but I want to make sure people have the right education behind that. And so like, you know, I'm teaching them NLP. I'm teaching them so many different methods wow. to help them be the best strategist that they can be. Wow. Wow. You are just amazing touching so many people and that's what it's all about is not holding it all in you know not keeping it to yourself you're just giving it all away yes. and that's how you're going to be successful and you're doing it girl you're doing it I love it I'm so excited for you so where can my listeners find you yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram all the time. Kayla.craft, C-A-Y-L-A dot C-R-A-F-T. And then, um, if you head over to mommymillionaire.com, Co. I have a free ebook over there that people can download. If they're addicted to the climb, they can download my free ebook on how I went from $10,000 a month to $50,000 a month. I teach you a couple things in that free ebook. So you could download that too. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest today. And everyone, please check out Kayla on social. So you guys can all start climbing higher with us. And make sure you guys just do whatever it takes this week to just get one step ahead. So thanks all for listening. And until next week, keep on climbing. If you love this episode, make sure you guys tag me. And because I appreciate you all so much, I'm offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytyan.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. Until the next time, keep on climbing.